Today's episode will be another Brown Art Network episode, where we'll highlight specific South Asian voices in a variety of professions within the creative community. We'll hear about their creative work, how they navigated themselves through their chosen industry, and any tips they might have for other individuals in the South Asian community looking to pursue a similar career in the arts. In addition, for Season 3, we'll have a specific topic or question relating to the creative field that we'll try to answer as we get to know our Brown Art Network guest. Without further ado, enjoy the episode. For this Brown Art Network episode, um, me and Kirthi are going to be talking about how social media affects the creative industry, um, what's the relationship between the two. Um, we're going to dive into topics like, you know, uh, the, the, the positives and negatives of using TikTok or Twitter or something to, you know, uplift your art and your business. Um, and, and yeah, so, so it'll be great. It'll be awesome. Um, I'm very excited for this conversation. Um, to start us off, uh, Kirti, maybe we should, we're just going to describe a little bit about our own relationship to social media, as well as um, our relationship to the creative industry. Yeah, I think that's a good start. Um, I think personally for me, social media has not really been a big driver in or an influence on my creative space type work, um, just because primarily being a dancer, um, I, and like, I'm going to be honest here, I'm doing it for fun more than just like a career or a side hustle at this moment in time, just because that's where my life is at right now, just having to balance like co-op and college. I was, I'm just going to wait till I take dance more seriously. So honestly, I use social media kind of just update people on what's going on in my life. I don't really do it anything else. So it doesn't really drive what I do um, creatively, whether it be like what type of projects I take on and um, what type of choreography I do. But it's just like a way to kind of have a portfolio online. So so I can like make people aware and potentially get opportunities. I, I'll be honest, I use, I use all social media, like LinkedIn, just kind of, just kind of be like, hey guys, and, and do stuff like that. So for me, that's pretty much it in terms of social media influencing my creative work. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think I had a very cynical take on social media, just all together for a very, very long time. Um, I think it was like mostly driven by fear. Like I would just be horrified to post anything because, you know, like it, it was a lot of like, I was surrounded by people for a very long time that really, really would have a 24 seven satellite on me and, Mm -hmm. and they would really cared, you know, how I presented myself because it was just not something that they were used to. They thought, you know, I was like the the weird one in the pack, you know, and like every time I did something a little out of character, they would love to like pick on it and like judge me for it and like all that stuff. So I had a very cynical take on social media for a very long time. I think I still do to some extent, but I have been trying to alleviate that and and be like, no, this is, I'm not, I th- and I think part of it is just me 
um, kind of trying to switch the mindset a little bit and being more like, again, like you said, like I'm only putting stuff out there to update the people that I care about. Like, cause you know, like I'm just, I'm giving life updates. That's it. Like I just, you know, and it's mostly, yeah. for, you know, for, for a family as well. Like my, my parents, like sometimes they don't know what's going on in my life. So I'll post something or like extended family, even, you know, they'll, they'll ask me how I'm doing and I'll be like, okay, here I am. Like I'm showing, I'm, I'm putting an effort out there. Um, so I think I've, I've started to alleviate that a little bit. Um, and I guess I, I think the podcast for sure has helped when they put it out there, uh, mm-hmm. like having to like, you know, like if you asked me like even a year ago, like you should, Kirthi trying to convince me to like finally do like the promo videos and stuff. Like it's, <laughs> it's a thing. It's kind of horrifying. Um, and, and again, like the YouTube stuff, like I never thought that we would get to this point, but we're here. So I'm very happy about it. Um, in I terms totally of the agree. creative, right, right. Like we've, I think we've come far. <laughs> I mean, I've come far. I don't know about you, but like I, I feel like I've come far in terms of my relationship to social media. Um, but in terms of like the creative space, I haven't really found a way to, cause I, I haven't really found a way to bridge the gap between like what I'm doing or what I did in studio or what I'm doing at like work or like my portfolio and stuff. I haven't figured out a way to bridge the gap between those two and like try to make myself more available and like approachable on social media in terms of the creative space. But, you know, hopefully down the line when I have more time on my hands, I can start like, you know, pushing that forward a little bit. I did make one, I I do have one account that says like architecture portfolio projects, they have, you know, like it was cool. I had that, I made it and then I never updated it. So I'm trying to, trying to get back on it, but that's, that's my, that's my take on that. I don't know. No, I, I was about to say like, I like, I relate to your cynical view on social media just because just as many people that care about you so like in your circle there are people who don't really care about you in your circle whether you know it or not truly and you can kind of see that kind of an instagram like when instagram first came out people were just kind of posting left and right like i remember 13 year old kirthi random selfies cringy selfies yeah. just because it's like a new thing like whoa there's an app that you can just share pictures with friends but like nowadays because it's used for like business and small like adventures and ideas um and marketing it's like it's my picture quote-unquote instagramable worthy like people have such standards now on social media it's like is it even worth kind of just like sharing my life on social media so I totally get that like sometimes I'll be like even though I've now become more carefree like I don't really care if my picture is not artsy enough or whatever the lingo is like uh, I still have that in the back of my head like I'm like this kind of looks like a three-year-old post like not three-year-old okay that's kind of taken too far but like yeah give yourself more credit there (laughs) come on now (laughs) it's just like it doesn't seem instagramable like I have that in the back of my head but then I'm like oh fuck it Kirthi like it's it's your life don't let people control it like I've got had to like get that mentality so I totally get where you're coming from because man like those standards they just keep getting like higher and higher no absolutely and I feel like I, I don't know like influencers and stuff on Instagram I really do respect them to in, in a certain way because mm-hmm. damn like there are so many influencers you, like if you if you make that if you decide that you want to become a social media influencer you really really have to claw your way up there right. and that's crazy to me like you like you have to really put your life on the line and like really like publicize it to a certain extent and 
and you know the people that are doing it like as like a sole career choice like I do respect them to some extent because it's it's so much work and effort and and so much of your time that you're dedicating to look a certain way you know to craft this image and it's crazy that people can are are capable of that and are actively choosing to do that and and I think it makes honestly it's kind of humbling for me in that way because I'm like okay no but they're doing it for their job like that's what they do I am not doing it for my job therefore I can separate myself from that a little bit and be Mm -hmm. like I can't, there's no way in this universe that I can look, talk, and be like that. So I should just not try. (laughs) Like, screw it. Like, I can't, I can't live up to those standards. There's no world in which I can. And even if there is, like, I I don't think, I like, it just wouldn't feel like me anymore. So I'm like, okay, I'm kind of like, okay, that's, that's also another thing that's helped me, I think, like, start posting a little bit more and like being a little bit more active on social media just because like I've known I know now I'm like oh it doesn't matter it's okay just updating just updating it's fine don't worry about it (laughs) right and it's like it's like how much does it truly matter like like you said with influencers I I follow like all the like the South Asian influencers I follow like they do they produce so much quality amazing content and then you like Mm -hmm. post like behind the scenes and it's like I took me eight hours and I had to do a shoot until like 3 a.m and I'm like that's amazing. Like you're able to produce such quality content, but it's just kind of upsetting that like in Instagram, all it is is just like one click, like one double tap and like the person moves on from their day. And it's just like Mm -hmm. three seconds is like eight hours of work to make a living. Like that's, that's so hard. I can't imagine the, that like pressure because I'm sure the metrics matter a lot for them in terms of getting monetary pay. Yeah, yeah. No, the and the standards are just creeping higher and higher, and higher. You know, like there's always right. going to be influencers. There's always and I and I also thought about this. Like if you, you know, if you do choose influence, being an influencer on social media as your profession, what happens when you start getting older or you start not fitting the stereotypes of what people expect from you as an influencer? You know, or is that mm-hmm. going to be like a new sort of like? thing like it's going to be you know 50 60 years from now like does age matter in this is, is my question because that happened that happens with like Hollywood you see that in like Hollywood industry and like yeah, film industry in general where like mm-hmm. you get to a certain point and you just stop getting jobs you stop getting people to like come for you and help help you out and uplift you and that's like is that going to be translated into the social media world is my question I, I don't know there's no I answer. <laughs> that's hard to answer, actually. Like, that's a good point you bring up because one, just as much like as people say that camera is not all what you see or whatever, like, you know, like whatever mm-hmm. that saying is, like Photoshop's a thing. Like that's mm-hmm. how those insane beauty standards are created. Like freaking Kim Kardashian and those people <laughs> having strangest body proportion, not the most natural body proportions and people trying to live up to those standards to fit in like so it does age really matter at the end of the day like you could always use a filter and cover it up if you wanted to truly like how social media can be used and I mean also like in Hollywood like I feel like if you're able to market yourself to the demographics that people are looking for you're able to survive Mm -hmm. kind of like what our creative 
guests have said like you have to build your niche to be like wanted I think Mm -hmm. that's a similar thing in social media um like you see like people like okay so the euphoria cast great example yes they play 16 year olds but they're all like 25 30 and like that's why the scenes that they do are legal (laughs) like right 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 (laughs) like like so it's like it really is age a matter I feel like it's just a social construct at this point like for like to degrade someone like for women and like oh you're almost 40 like oh shoot like yeah it's just 40 but I feel like it's just like a social construct more than like it could and it helped I guess it does determine in to some degree but like in social media there are ways to hide that if you really wanted to just like no, plastic, I, classic surgery does for Hollywood that's true. <laughs> that's true and it's like and it's like a lot less money for a lot more right. I, I mean I, I get it no no I, that's fair and I I, don't, I guess we're not giving enough credit to the variety of influencers that are out there like maybe true. in our head we're only really like follow, again it's the algorithm right like we only see what <laughs> we only see what we click on so I mean I, I think I think you know, with with social media, there's also a positive side to it in which like there are more accessibility and more 100%. like, you know, there's more awareness now, especially with, you know, the pandemic having hit like everyone was just kind of on their phone for a very long time <laughs> and a very large periods of time. Um, and, and, and again, an introduction of like TikTok and like that kind of like it's just easy, consumable content. And I think because of that, there have been a variety of influencers, a variety of people, body types, whatever, who have been coming out. And I think in that way, it is good to see. So I don't know. I mean, like, I think the traditional sense of the influencer is like diluting itself a little bit. Um, right. But there's still there's still kind of a pressure to like fit into a certain one group or the other on social media just across the board that 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 feeling is still there right yeah we yeah we definitely have to focus on the positives too like like you Mm -hmm. said um and I think that's like what you brought up like anybody can start their platform like anyone who has a voice that they're passionate about sharing can start one Mm -hmm. I think that's a great thing about social media like you said like that's how our podcast kind of got picked up yeah (laughs) just like just randomly posting like whatever we're doing on social media to like garner the platform that we wanted so I we definitely have to give credit to social media for that um and you're right I feel like the idea of an influencer is definitely changing um or a presence on social media like nowadays I think after the pandemic I noticed this a lot more that like when a movie is about to be released or a product is about to they create an Instagram page for it where they'll be like mm-hmm. so you can kind of get an insight and it kind of like connects you to like the platform itself so you feel like you're cl- more closely connected to like the cast or like what's going on behind the scenes of a film for example through social media versus kind of just seeing it marketed on like shows or platforms or products um how it was traditionally done before social media no right and and i think it's kind of interesting actually i have so anyone has been listening so far they know that I'm a film nerd I'm a film nerd guys it's bad like I listen to podcasts that literally just talk about film politics um but anyways um on this other podcast that I'm listening to they were talking about how the film industry have had to like essentially change their marketing strategy in order to appeal to the the people and get people to watch the shows that they watch because 
you know, because of the streaming services and the fact that everything is available online with the click of a finger, you like, and, and the fact that like all the marketing and the trailers, they now have to be projected on social media. There's no TV, right? There's no TV right. to advertise the trailers and advertise the movie. Like there's no thing that people like cable's constantly, gone. yeah, cable, cable's dead guys. Like, uh, right. welcome to the new universe. Um, cable's dead. And uh, the only thing that cable will allow for is sports now and maybe the occasional award show, which is horrible. (laughs) It's so sad. And the news, like who watches the news? So it's really sad. Like they've had to, they've had to um, just like, like look at the marketing side a little bit differently and, and make everything available and really like 30 seconds. That's all you have right on social media. You have 30 seconds to, to get people to click on it. And then that's the attention span now. So yeah, it's very interesting that, and, and because the Oscars season or Oscars is happening next week, uh, March, May, March 27th, March 27th. Um, a lot of these films are now on streaming now because they want people to watch. They want people to see it at least once. And, and it's just interesting that the whole industry is now shifting itself in order to accommodate for this giant social media the dilution right. of content <laughs> like it's bad it's scary it, it's, yeah. it's scary <laughs> it's it's scary in the fact that it's truly beyond anyone's control like what mm-hmm. the, how social media controls the markets like if you really think about it it it, it is determined like from a tech standpoint it's determined by like the developers or the mm-hmm. company itself pushing out features and that is what's determining like bunch of markets like not just the entertainment industry maybe like other industries are determined by how social media is garnered or the attention that social media gets and that's like if you think about it it's like only like a small it's like it's companies that's it like three major companies are determining like world markets and that's just Mm -hmm. to me that sounds so scary just in the fact that tech is widely known to be not the most diverse place in the world and it's like all these white guys and these big companies are determining like people's livelihoods or careers and they have so much power and no one is like, or there are people now trying to like regulate it and put laws into it. But right now there's no like formal, formal like way to control it. It's just like a monster or an infection just getting bigger and bigger. It's like Mm -hmm. a COVID variant, like just (laughs) it's insane to think about like, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I and I think we mentioned this earlier on, on a different episode, but like the fact that it's so it literally has a power to change your opinion. And the fact that we're all so addicted to it. Like, dang, like, right. can you imagine going like, I feel like so it was a joke, like, I think, in Rick and Morty, because I was watching it the other day. But it was <laughs> like, I think Rick, I think Rick goes, <laughs> just just you wait, Morty, let me let me show you how I can destruct destroy this planet by changing the one to a zero i'm going to change all ones <laughs> in this entire planet to a zero and let's see how fast this goes down <laughs> and it's just a montage sequence of like all these things going wrong and and the planet basically getting destroyed it was an alien planet of sort i don't know it, it was something stupid <laughs> and i was like you know what like honestly like take that take that and apply it to social media one one virus to google and we're all screwed <laughs> It's all insane. One virus. It's all I it think takes. La- I think last week Spotify was down 
yeah, Spotify was oh, down really? for like a good couple of hours and like Twitter blew up. People are like, what do I do? It was like, they're like, what do I do now that Spotify? And then recently, I Google Maps went down for like two hours. Jeez. And oh, I was I was actually like driving somewhere and I like needed Google Apps and it just kept on rerouting and like blanking out. I'm like, where do I go? And I didn't realize how dependent I was to like technology until that moment. I was like looking at Twitter, like to see people's comments. I like love to look at the tech threads on, yeah. during the moments like this. And there were just like, it's just, it's so, it's so funny how, how controlling these apps are for us. Cause like it was down for like what, two hours google maps and like over a billion people were just lost <laughs> think about it. Yep. just a billion people like, were lost for two hours <laughs> like, I, well and it's it's also wild because like can i just say like when we were born we're, we were born 99 98 right 99 mm-hmm. nine, both of us are 99 literally like we we had maps back then there was no google right like your, this is your so parents recent. had to like plan it out like before they get yeah. into the car and like drawing right. like, the lines and everything and they're like doing the whole like trying to figure out where the highways meet and like do all this stuff like that wasn't that long ago the fact yeah. that it's so rooted like it's so fast it like it rooted it uh, it rooted itself into our society so quickly and it's kind of horrifying like yes it's accessible and yes it's allowing for like a flexible business model like you can work anywhere you want you know like it, and and it, honestly if we didn't have the internet and like w- everything that we have now with the pandemic like i don't oh. think like i think we would have gone insane we would have yeah. gone insane um, oh, yeah. so yeah so like in that way like it is it has like a really positive impact but also like dang we are so reliant on this shit it's crazy it is why it's like an ad- it's an addiction <laughs> it's kind of scary yeah. and and i think <laughs> i think just with the fact of us all being human a lot of the issues that are like prevalent in society kind of just bled into social media and kind of hyper viralized like on social media um i think that would be a good segue to talk about like i guess the effects of social media on different like um viewpoints because we were talking about this before hitting record like tiktok yeah the influencers the algorithm the unconscious unconscious bias on apps are really big drivers for a lot of people who have a livelihood on social media and so, yeah, I think it would be like we should we should maybe start like talking about those too. Like maybe like with TikTok, um, it's TikTok. <laughs> it's a beast. Like social media is a beast, yeah. and then TikTok came along, and it was like, hold my beer. It's, like, yeah. it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's yeah, crazy. I... <laughs> so no, I mean, like, okay, and we should preface: neither of us are actually on TikTok. So we yeah. like, who are we to really like judge? You know. But at the same time, like, oh my god, it's a beast. And and I I don't know. I think so. I have friends who are on it and i and i have i have certain friends that are on different portions of tiktok and the what the portions of tiktok that they seem to be on is very like here's an artist that does like really cool like you know artistic styles and it shows like a time lapse of their videos or they're on book talk you know like a lot of these authors are like being highlighted and represented in these tiktoks i'm like okay cool ratatouille musical tiktok i mean like pure creativity have you heard about this like i'm sorry it's it's so fucking cool like because i think it happened like in the very beginning of the pandemic um but it's like basically there was like one tiktoker someone of the sort who was like we should have a tiktok music we should have a musical for ratatouille the movie 
and now and then people started re-tagging it and basically writing music for this supposed musical so all these musicians were they were it's so cool they were writing music and then as soon as that happened there were like dancers and people like they were like okay we can choreograph some stuff we can do some stuff with this and they choreographed it there was some set designers that started coming on like oh we can you know we could build it out like this like we could it could be like that we could do that and then there was like I think at one point there was like costume designers and, co- and there was like one idea that was like, oh, maybe we can make puppets, you know, like they do in Lion King. Like, oh, oh we could. And then they started designing like the, <laughs> the rat puppets and stuff like that. It was like a whole like it, it was like purely crowdfunded musical <laughs> with multiple <laughs> numbers and sequences. And I was like, holy shit, this is so cool. That's so like, so cool. So the fact that like there's a, a space where that, is that 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 is that something like that is like available like you, that can happen like a, a purely crowdfunded musical like that's amazing that's so cool that social media and, and and a platform can have the ability to do that but also it's only if you find the right corners you know right <laughs> like, i'm like always it. down for crackhead energy like i'll be honest yeah. here i'm i don't do drugs but i can do crackhead <laughs> crackhead energy at times when I'm hyper so I'm always down for that like I totally get that like it's always so funny to see what comes out of like the stupidest things or like the most unique cool things yeah um but but yeah I don't know (laughs) I was like I don't I don't really use TikTok either I just kind of like based on what I hear from friends and stuff like it's really nice because like I think the only way that I get TikTok is, like, people will text me, like, TikTok links and be like, oh, I thought yeah, of you when yeah. I saw this. And it'll be, like, a quirky video or it'll be, like, mm-hmm. something funny. And so I think in that sense, it's cool because you're able to connect with people or, like, if you haven't, like, I haven't talked to someone for, like, two or three years and then randomly they messaged me a quirky video and I was like, mm-hmm. this is a great way to get the conversation started. So I think in that aspect, I think, like, TikTok and social media, like, having to be able to, like, comment or, like, watch like short videos and kind of reconnect with people is really good I just can't imagine being like a TikToker like uh, as like your livelihood um I know this kind of goes into like the sort of like so like the trends that we kind of see is like unconscious bias what I kind of mentioned earlier I know I, I heard it's a big problem still of white influencers versus um POC a lot of times mm-hmm. POC influencers will create like this unique content and then white influencers will kind of take it and try to make it their own um, and take credit for it essentially. And then they end up getting more, more attention towards it because, you know, that's how the algorithm works with unconscious bias of what is more quote unquote popular. Um, mm-hmm. And so like that can truly like that is affecting someone's way of getting money. And it's just like, what we see in the whatchamacallit like real world quote-unquote is like being seen in the meta world and I like it's just it's kind of upsetting to see that because it's not just like the difference between like race that's getting credit like 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 the white influencers versus POC but there's also um like in the dance community they're like professional choreographers like trying to put out their work and they're trying really hard to put out the work but then like you'll see like a 10 year old come up with like a dance that's like yeah I don't know, like that weird, like random motions that TikTok dances get viral dances come off in, and then they get credit for it. And it's just like, it's like what, what determines becoming viral is unfair to people who are actually professionals or like in the field that they are. And it's just like TikTok ends up 
showcasing, I guess, more of the yeah. the people who don't really quote unquote try as hard, if that's okay to say. <laughs> in comparison no, I mean, to like yeah. original work like original work. Original and new work, which is very hard to come like not hard to come by. There's so many that it's just hard to keep up with. Um but but I, I like you said, like it's all a numbers game, which is like kind of scary that like your entire life is literally down to numbers um but but sometimes i mean that that is the direction that it's heading in and it's really scary there's like a lack of accountability i think on social media there like there's a lack of accountability and and it's i think it's really hurting the ones the artists and the creatives that are a little bit like are more up and coming and they're trying to really put their foot in the door it's like I think more affecting them because again it is a numbers game um and and it's it's really i feel like everyone almost has to have like um like a copyright thing on on all of their work somehow but there's really no rules on that yet so it's a gray area and Mm -hmm. and can really leave a lot of room for like gaslighting like i can't imagine like being like you know a small up-and-coming artist and then putting something out there and then like two weeks later someone else literally takes the same thing puts it out there and then because they have diff- new, like more followers they're getting more attention and all this stuff and it sucks because like I like it was their idea first you know but there's also no way to keep that accountable keep them accountable for that kind of stuff it goes under the rocks under the under the table um which I I guess there's really no solution to it but it is like another downside um, with artists and entrepreneurs trying to use social media as a tool for their business, it's so it's so good because it's accessible, but also at what cost? You know, mm-hmm. at what cost is are you going to be like you're you're literally fighting up current for a very long time until you get that big break? So, which can happen at any time, I guess. To to its credit, yeah, and I think IP rights or intellectual property rights is such a huge mm-hmm. problem in the entertainment industry already. Like with the like example music industry with the ability to sample music but then also Mm. people like trying to take inspiration from songs and not properly credit people for the work that they do like there's already so many problems with ip rights um or any credits and i think social media is just just as hard like i feel like there is a solution it's just i'm not a lawyer i don't know anything about this (laughs) but i i they need to regulate or figure out a way to be able to take like intellectual property rights or like like you said copyright or like quote unquote something equivalent to a patent because it really does it doesn't just affect influencers it also affects entrepreneurs or business owners who are trying to sell a product solely on in like on social media or like their main marketing platform is social media because they don't have enough money to market on other platforms right so it's like people will people will try to take advantage of that because social media is a free app so not a lot of people have the empathy to understand how hard it is to promote a product maybe also an expensive product like we kind of talked about before the taping on like a social media platform and people will try to take credit or copy business models and stuff like that like as much as we see it in the real world it does bleed through and is like very like adderall driven in social media it's very quick (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I feel so bad for entrepreneurs. Like, I like, I know we talked about this before, too. Like, uh, like products, they'll like have to set it at like, a really expensive value, because that's just like, how what will make it 
affordable for them to like get yeah. profit but people just don't understand and understand like what goes behind making a product because social media is so like you can get any resource you want at like a, in within like a click of a button or a search yeah well yeah and I think I think like you said like people just like take it for granted like how much effort is involved in making something from scratch I don't think people mm-hmm. understand that um and that's like a I, I think uh, just the idea that so, that everything, I think because there's so much quote unquote content out, people are now equating accessibility to like e- like efficiency. Like, oh, you can like, you can crank these out real quick, right? Like they're right. not respectful of the artist's time. They're not respectful of like how much thought went into something. Um, and, and therefore they feel righteous, self-righteous to complain about, you know, a price of a product. Um, especially when it like, and it's, and it's really funny to me. Cause I'm like, you are literally coming here knowing that this is something unique, something different, something that you are, you're seeking this out. And yet you don't understand that you, there's a monetary value attached to it. Like, you, you know, right. creativity has worth, like you need to understand that. Um, and I think I know, I know a lot of smaller artists that do struggle with that and don't see, see everything behind it. Um, which, which sucks, you know, like it's, it's really, it's really awful to have to fight that on a day-to-day basis. Um, and, and again, really claw your way up, up and out, which is, which sounds, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. And just as much social media affects like the people's like anxiousness to get something right away or like benefit off something immediately. Like Amazon Prime also affects, I guess, business owners too. Like Amazon mm-hmm. will give you to you your next day or even same day delivery, like that option. You won't get that with small business owners, of no. course, because they're not companies. They're not corporate in the corporate culture just yet. They're still working their way up to that. So it's just like, it's so unreasonable. Like the social media, I feel like the social media has affected people in like behavior in the fact that they're like instant request, instant reward. And Mm -hmm. that's such a dangerous thing. Like sometimes side note, I get so like uh, triggered when I see like a three-year-old with an iPad. I'm like, bro, Uh this is bad. Like, oh my God. Like this person is going, they're going to become very impatient people. I feel like, you know, that one experiment where the parent will put like a marshmallow or like like something incentivizing the kid Uh and is like, if you don't, touch it you did or don't like play with it for an hour i'll give you one more that concept is going like of like children waiting to like get harder and success i feel like that's gonna lose because people are just like oh the kid's crying let's hand an ipad and it just stresses me out so much <laughs> yeah like uh for sure my kid will not do that i will give 100%. them a book okay <laughs> like, like i will give Go them play a, i'll give them it <laughs> I will give them, you know what, you know what I'll do? I'll give them the first Harry Potter book and be like, you don't have to like it, but here. If you do, <laughs> I, there's like 12 more books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't don't worry about it. Yeah, you know. Um, no, but it, no, yeah, it's it's really scary to me, though, that that it's starting so young, too. Like, we're, it's like, why the are we doing this? The addiction is like, get, like, we're giving them an addiction behavior at like, what, three or four years old? Like Look, the- what, what you... Would you give them coffee? You know, like exactly. <laughs> it's the same thing. You know, it's the same thing. Well, would you give them candy know. every time they wouldn't shut up? Like, no. <laughs> like, why give them an iPad? It's wild. It's crazy. Yeah, my my kid will not be getting a phone until I got it, which was uh, I think 
I think I got a flip phone in middle school and a smartphone in like eighth grade, eighth grade freshman year of high school. That is when they will be getting a smartphone. Sorry. Or maybe maybe I'll give it to the middle school. Okay. I'm not mean. I'll give it fine. But I I remember getting like the cheapest phone in middle school or high school. Like it was just like bare minimum. You could like text your friends, call and maybe use Mm -hmm. like uh, like the flashlights of mega of like data. Like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Flashlight. (laughs) The flashlight. I had so I didn't even have a flip phone. Okay, I because flip phones were were the cool shit back then. No, no, no. I didn't even have a flip phone. I had I had a phone that just that just sat there, (laughs) and it had a it had a flashlight attached to it, and I thought it was the coolest thing because I could read under my covers, but like have my phone on the yeah yeah. Whoa, crazy. Um, I also there was like a little like music app or something where I could like press like like you know music notes and like arrange pieces and then it'll do like a little thing whatever like it'll like, play it for me i did that i i put i programmed in like tiktok or not tiktok t- twinkle twinkle little star and like mary had a little lamb and i was excited that that was my ringtone like that was where i was at middle school oh yeah so I remember, yeah i totally remember that <laughs> I think at one time. point, I think at one point, everybody around me had phones and I didn't. And I like, I think that's when the iPod Touch just came out. And I was mm, like, yep. I would try to find like all the free apps where you can call with the iPod Touch or whatever that mm-hmm. Apple device was. And man, the things, the links that I had to go to make a like a iPod, a smartphone. I know. <laughs> Like, the lengths that I the lengths that we had to go to download music like come on oh my God, yeah. <laughs> so much effort um but yeah no I not to get like all nostalgic or whatever um again I I'm not cynical I think social media does have like its place in the world it just needs like like a lot more regulation and a lot more like uh accountability <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And just kind of looking at it from like a tech standpoint, I feel like if there's more regulation or um, ways to kind of mitigate all the cons that we kind of talked about, like it could kind of bleed over into other areas of tech, I feel like, because it's not just unconscious bias is like everywhere. It's because the people who are making all of the, the tools that we're so reliant on they're not the most diverse or well like nice people (laughs) are the people who i and and let me reframe that they're there are nice people in tech the people controlling the people who have the money to control those types of people aren't the nicest people so it's like if we can get power in numbers to kind of figure out how to approach this i feel like it'll like if we start with social media a whole lot of things would be easier in my opinion um, I know we talked about this off camera too. Um, the Twitter versus Facebook. We were trying to see which mm-hmm. one was worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, listeners, yeah, yeah. if you have an opinion, please let us know. Um, but like we were talking about like just regulating content on like those types. Like Twitter now just recently rolled out a feature of um, you can downvote or uh, like downvote like a comment in a thread if it's like spreading false news or if it's very toxic or it's aggressive um and twitter will then kind of review the comment and then make an action i don't know what they're basing their i guess if it should be downvoted or not on but like it's a good start in comparison to like facebook where like you could get like news of joining a cult and that's perfectly okay on facebook because i'll just continuously circulate all these news about that like of the crazy Mm -hmm. shit that's happening in like dark worlds beyond what we kind of know and it's like like it's not regulated it's not cared for because it's quote-unquote freedom of the press 
Right, right. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, well, and and again, like you said, like, um, <laughs> so I, I think the algorithm does play a huge part in these social media. Like, I think it's like easier to see the algorithm in TikTok because it's so like, it's literally like you could see it happening. Right. Um, but but Facebook and Twitter also use similar algorithms, right? Like they and Instagram and all the other social media, everything that you can ever think of, they use an algorithm and they base it off of what you're searching on Google or what you're searching on your phone or at text. They read text, guys. They read text. I know this for a fact. Um, <laughs> I know this for a fact. They read text. Um, I won't tell you why, but I, I definitely like it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary. It's like, why? It is scary, yeah. That's horrifying. Like, what the hell? Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I tested it out. I was telling Kirti, like, earlier, but I I tested it out, and I started, like, bookmarking Twitter tweets that I usually wouldn't bookmark. Um, Like, things that I just, like, really, like, off base. Like, I would never, like, I don't know. Like, just super, like, basic tweets, right? Like, I was, like, bookmarking them. And then as, like, a day or so went by, and it started, like, changing the way like the the stuff that I was getting was very like boring stuff <laughs> I was like this is stupid <laughs> I was like oh okay so this works great good um but because like I'm usually on like film twitter I'm like on the weird corners of twitter like film um like tv shows celebrities <laughs> stand-ups youtubers like that's where I'm at so like every time like I get something that's like super like normal I'm like oh you know <laughs> X out. I don't want this. <laughs> no one get me off of here. This is not where I want to be. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I was like testing it out. I was like, yep, yep, it's right there. You, yep, mm-hmm. you, you can really easily switch your entire profile to like all like opposite standpoints if you really tried. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. I guess that shows that social media is working. <laughs> like yeah. it's doing what it's supposed to. But it's like, up and going, guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like it's like that. Those extremes that are like, ins- like it's like hard to control. I think going back to the original topic. Sorry, I kind of sidetracked us. No, no, um, no. Go ahead. <laughs> but that algorithm affecting creators and creatives, um, it's it it makes you question how how do you produce content at at, mm-hmm. at a level or at a balance like how much do you appease the platform of people that you've built versus producing your own content in hopes of people accepting it that yeah that just is a question that i kind of bring up because like what at what point what is what is real is kind of not to sound yeah like what is real like what is authentic um on social media at that point because you're trying to make a living too right so yeah yeah well and I I think part of that like I wish so I I mean we we've been talking a lot about like um like how people who use social media affect that but I think it also comes down to like the companies that are helping monetize the stuff like I know for sure like YouTube YouTube itself does not give enough money and the like the the price that they've set for the amount of views that you need and the amount of likes that you need in order to monetize off your work is like real low it's really bad it's real shit like I wish that like huge corporate companies like that were more willing to up the price a little bit and be a little bit more forgiving and 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 be able to pay the YouTubers or the the YouTubers, TikTokers, whatever. Like I, I wish that they were more willing to up their price and and 
allow for more money to come into these people's pockets you know like I, I wish it would make <laughs> like it I wish I wish they'd nicer. make it easier <laughs> yeah like you know I wish I would because y'all y'all are rich okay you're like corporate company like you can afford it there's no way that you can't you're telling like you know I don't know I, I mean know. I guess it's just like if you end up decreasing I think just thinking about like if you end up like being more forgiving and you're giving like to like, help those individuals who are truly trying to do yeah, good in the yeah. world it they're like once again they're a big company they're rich yeah but at the same time they're a big company like yeah. millions and millions of people are using this platform so if you end up becoming more forgiving the people who are not really like using it in the way that you have envisioned to give people money they will also be benefiting from this too it's a That's weird true. like conundrum. That's true. Actually, yeah, you're right. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very idealistic take. Like, let's just give more money. No, but like who are we giving money to? That's good. Okay, yeah. Fair. Point. But the taken. thing is, like, <laughs> I think I think what you are like trying to recommend or like what you're like thinking, it's like it's yeah. a good approach because I think so like I people who know me no, I love BTS, K-dramas. Like I love mm-hmm. like watching things in different languages and um so I think a new trend in the entertainment industry in South Korea is companies will sponsor influencers to host shows mm. on YouTube. So it'll be like, for example, th- like a star, like a like a, an actress or a, like a singer will have like a like a talk show or something, but it'll be platformed through like, uh, like I don't know, I, I can't. It's hard to explain because they're all Korean companies, but like, yeah, yeah. like the company will be like that um, intermediate between the, the singer or the person who's going to have the talk show and YouTube. So you'll get one, okay. you'll get the money to back you up um, to market like stuff like that, and two, you're on a contract basis for that mm. company, so you're getting a steady income no matter how bad or good your talk show does. And they are the ones that are taking the risk of making sure that your show is successful on YouTube so that you all make money. I think that's a very smart business move. Yeah. No, actually, I think that is, I think there are companies like that that are similar here on like YouTube. Because you see like YouTube companies that like almost like hire, like um, they like hire uh, YouTubers to come under their belt. And then they like give them things and like roles to play and like uh, things that they need to promote. And then as as they're promoting it, they can also promote their own stuff. Like I I think I think that is definitely a thing, like at least in terms of like sponsor. But maybe not to that extent though. I'm not. I'm very foggy on the whole idea of of YouTubing to be honest. But to be fair, I think I think YouTubing was probably before TikTok. It like precedes TikTok in terms yeah. of like of like content stuff like i i think that's kind of cool that like i like tiktok is just like youtube on steroids at this point but youtube was the og you know youtube was the og it's the grandpa of putting out content and create creative things so i mean i think i i think it's good i you know they're getting there (laughs) hopefully yeah we just need regulations that's all (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, like like you mentioned before about having, like, to be more forgiving to those who are trying really hard. I think that would be a great opportunity. Like, if companies can find those, like, special people in the weeds yeah. and pull them and, like, invest in them, that would be a great way of nurturing creatives in, like, so, like yeah. in a social media environment. As we kind of wrap up, we got to, like, wrap up this episode. We, um, do you have any, I guess, any, like, final thoughts or anything about you wanted to share before we kind of hit cut? final thoughts um social media is scary 
<laughs> I still think so. Not much has changed, but things have changed. I'm getting better. We're getting there. Um, social media in terms of media, uh, in terms of creative work. I think it's really great that people are have the ability to do this now because, you know, 20 years from now or 20 years before people were not like putting out your art, putting your art on for people's viewing was very difficult. So now Mm -hmm. it's very accessible and very available to people. And I think if you do have a passion or something that you want to put out there, just do it just put it out there at this point like you have nothing to lose except everything you know you have nothing to lose you have nothing to lose put it out there try it out don't get discouraged because social media sucks and uh yeah that would be that would be it I don't know I don't know what else no I I agree with you like that was those are all the points I think that are super important I think Mm -hmm. I guess just kind of end everything um I think it's a great tool it's just how you use the tool and you don't let the tool use you as mm-hmm. uh, as cryptic as that sounds like no, try to utilize your resources for yourself and i feel like that is just as hard as it is it's hard to do but i think that is the best way to utilize social media or kind of retake recontrol of what of how you kind of want to use it even if there's like a bajillion problems with it <laughs> like we kind of yeah. discussed today it keeps your authenticity more too. Like you're, you're more authentic when you're just being yourself on the internet as opposed to trying to appease like a certain whatever, you know, like just be yourself. <laughs> yeah. And if we spread that culture, I feel like that could be a way to kind of change how social media is used. As cliche yeah. as that sounds, there are power in numbers. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, with that, uh, I hope you all enjoyed our this episode. We kind of tried to wanted to do something a little different, and we hope that the different is good. <laughs> yes, yes. And um, yeah, look forward to our future episodes. And thank you for sticking with us till the very end. A good 48, 49 minutes you've been with us <laughs> hearing our voices in your headphones. So we appreciate it so much. Um, and with that, stay safe and happy, and we'll see you all in the next one. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Brown Art Network. We hope you enjoyed hearing all the wonderful conversations we had today. Go check us out on Instagram at redefiningABCD and feel free to let us know your thoughts on this episode. And as always, if you know anyone who'd be interested in being interviewed for a future Brown Art Network segment, either direct message us on Instagram or email us at redefiningABCD at gmail.com. Stay safe and happy. We'll see you all in the next one. (laughs) 